Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Might I recommend, now that your young person has walked across that stage, you get them over to Leon Tailoring, get them to their career services division. That's right. In this economy, even though jobs are plentiful, it won't help you if you don't look the part. So at Leon Tailoring Career Services Division, they got the perfect thing that your young man or young lady needs to get them off into the world of work and at very reasonable and affordable prices. And heck, who knows? You might even see something for yourself if you're looking for a new job. So swing on by Leon Tailoring, their career services division, Larry Norm, Kim, and Judy, always glad to help you out. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Schnell, ein bitte. Speaking of Mach Schnell, I bet you. Got some report tomorrow hearing the arguments involving their special session. I got into lawmakers, possibly an override of veto next month. How is your relationship with the legislature? Well, I hope it's I hope it's secure. Uh, I've got a lot of friends in the legislature, growing up with a lot of them, grown together with a lot of them, and we've done a lot of good. And we're going to continue to do a lot of good for the state of Indiana. We're in a very strong position. So uh, you're right. Tune in tomorrow. I have complete confidence in our team. This is a constitutional question. It's not about me specifically, the way I view it. It's about the office and the Constitution, and uh, look forward to the answers that come from it. What do you say to lawmakers who want to override that veto on Well, as I looked at the bill, um, it was addressing something that wasn't a problem, uh, to my knowledge. And I reviewed all the testimony. I, when I go through the bills, I have all the testimony printed. So I go back to January, and I, I have, out of respect for everyone that's taken time out of their day to come in and weigh their opinion, uh, weigh in on their opinion, I like to weigh it. And uh, as I, I think that the IHSAA has done an incredible job in the state of Indiana. It's almost a model. I would hold it up against anyone else's in the nation and say, here's how, here's what works. Um, and protects the integrity of sports, girls and boys. And so there wasn't a problem. Now, in doing so, in passing this specific law, it also, um, in an attempt, I think, to provide some clarity, did the opposite uh, regarding the grievance procedure. Again, this was not something that I came up with. This was something that was expressed very early on by the IHSAA itself. And so we'll see uh, what happens. I understand uh, the intent of, of the House. It's been expressed and, and potentially the Senate, but uh, we'll, we'll take each day as it comes. Do you think your party needs to take a different path when it comes to transgender rights? I think that Indiana is on a roll, and I choose to focus on problems. Uh, that we need to overcome, uh, especially when I get out and about, not just around, you know, I referenced earlier we were in Slovakia and Israel last week. Uh, we'll continue to, to step up that kind of travel around the country and around the world. We have so much good going on, and we have some issues that need to be addressed, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to focus my time. They, they're, whatever their passion is, is their passion, free to that, obviously, but I'm going to focus my time on issues uh, that, that are going to make a positive difference in people's lives. Now we've heard 
from some people who have expressed a concern. We'll see. Um, we, we have to wait till it all plays out uh, to see the end result, to see if uh, if they decide to just override the veto, change the bill, address some of these concerns expressed by, again, not just me, but uh, the Indiana High School Athletic Association. This was the governing body. This is what they do. It is closest to the action. Um, and uh, I have great faith in them continuing to do a great job. So in terms of will it harm, uh, that, that was one of my concerns about parents and schools who would have a different hodgepodge application of something that is very open-ended in terms of the grievance procedure. So if you're going to make a new rule, uh, I would be very, I would elaborate on what that rule actually means, how far-reaching it could be. The IADC said last week that they're scouting buying a massive amount of land in Rome County. What's the state's vision for that? You know, why, need, why do you need to buy up to 7,000 acres of land ahead of time? Because we're hot. The state of Indiana is hot, and we're on a lot of radars. And uh, we're in an unprecedented position to compete for some of the biggest projects in the world. And we have to be ready to do that. And so it's one thing to, to be part of a conversation. It's another thing to be able to, to deliver. And it's going to require state and local partnership. This isn't just going to be the state going into somewhere in Indiana. It's a, it's a town, comma, Indiana. And we'll continue. It's got to be a win-win. We have a lot of interest in investment, which means opportunity. And they're the exact kind of jobs that could be north of 100000 a year coming into our state. This is the future economy that we want to be a part of. In fact, we want to be the epicenter of it, and we're going to have to be able to develop our state regionally. This is just one area that we've looked at. We're going to have to be able to develop our state regionally. So the Elkhart region is not left out. The Fort Wayne region, northwest Indiana, certainly central Indiana, southeast, southwest. Um, we have to be able to connect regionally with the future economy of the world, and that's what this effort's about, quite frankly. Is this a reaction at all to Indiana losing out on Intel 3 and running for that? We were certainly in the conversation. Uh, it's not a it's not a knee jerk reaction though. This is something that uh, we wouldn't have been part of that conversation had we not been leaning into how do we develop regionally. We learned a lot from quite frankly regional cities in terms of talent in migration attraction, uh, which is paramount paramount in, in the conversation of how are we going to staff. A new business, uh, a new business locating somewhere like Intel in Ohio. Um, but we're looking at beyond chips and semiconductors. We're, we're looking at again a whole new economy that we want to be part of. And when you see transitions occurring, transmissions and engines and energy, you're either going to be part of it or you're going to be left behind. And think about the five auto OEMs we have in the state of Indiana and all the investments that they're making. We better be able to be in a position, we are in a position, but we better be able to, to deliver on how we cultivate that
that ecosystem at large. And again, that's why, thanks to the legislature, by the way, uh, and our and the IEDC kind of leading the way with the flag out front, we were able to make a lot of progress this last session to, to again, not just be part of the conversation, but to, to be a very uh, difficult no in terms of the company's perspective. Governor, with respect to uh, concealed carry, constitutional carry, what steps are the states going to be taking to make sure the law enforcement is safe now that you don't have to have a permit to carry a firearm? Well, there's going to be an education campaign that goes on for sure, because a lot of people that I've talked to uh, um, in line at the buffet, so to speak, and that's not an exaggeration, uh, will say, can anybody carry now? No, not everybody can carry uh, in, in any of these states. Now, we're joining about half the states almost in America. Um, with this new law that has passed. The superintendent of the state police has reached out to a number of states that have either recently joined this category or have had this law on the books for a number of years and asked about uh, any lessons they've learned in trying to coordinate databases uh, in terms of, you know, while in the car determining if someone is a proper or improper um, person. Having said that, we're going to make sure that the, the superintendent, myself, et cetera, all hands on deck, are communicating um, everything that we've learned with all law enforcement in the state of Indiana, understanding that, um, again, we're not alone. We're almost joining half the states in America that have had this on for a number of years, one going back to 1791. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to learn all we can to make sure that the officers are as safe as they can be when they're doing their job. Legislature, and I've spoken to a number of them. Uh, the legislature knows my position. They know my concerns, and they've got time uh, between now and before the race to, to make up their mind on what they'll do. And, and I'll review it as I do with every other um, legislative matter. All right, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you all. Thank you. Appreciate it. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.